Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. As always, John Kelly here with my good friend, Jeremiah Stringer, the king of Kentucky backpacking. Jeremiah, this is going to be a good one tonight, man. Oh, this dude. Be a good one. What, you know what I love about having this guest on? Is whenever I get done, my face hurts from smiling and laughing so much. That's, tip, there, that's typical. There are only a few guests who, when they're on here, I don't even do fake news because you're not going to pay attention to it because you're going to be so glued to the screen when this guy's talking. And uh, if you remember our last episode with this guy, uh, we created an entire backpacker battle royal for the WWE. <laughs> do you remember that? That's right. I think yeah. we had, I think we had Dixie and Darwin battling it out in a steel cage. Yeah, battle of the sexes inside a steel cage. Yeah, and it was it was us against uh, the Trek. I think maybe. Uh huh. It was sponsored by Mountain Dew, I believe. Yeah, it was definitely sponsored by Mountain Dew because that's that's the backpacking drink of champions. Uh huh. So. so uh, <laughs> I'm excited, man. He. He just did uh, an FKT successful attempt on the JMT, which you're wanting to uh, backpack before too long. So I know that you'll be excited to to kind of pick his brain on some things, but I think he did it a little faster than you're going to I was going to say, I'll pick his brain, but I don't know how much of it I'm going to do the way he did it. You know, uh, I don't think that's going to be happening in my world, but uh, man, less than eight days. Uh, that's me, all I can say. Let me start with... Um, I want to show a little clip that uh, I guess Jeff made this and it's one of his Instagram reels. He's got a big Instagram following. So uh, we'll talk more later about how to check him out. But this is me doing technology. I hope this works, John. I'm going to give it a try. That's probably going to fail. So here we go. Let's try it. The FKT in one minute. We're going to start this JMT FKT off. 7.33 start. Just headed up out of Yosemite. I barely started yet I'm blown away by this beauty. Oh dear, my first wildlife. It is beautiful. Made it to Mather Pass. The nighttime log crossings. Glen Pass. This has been a really hard one. Headed up to Forester Pass. This is the hour that always sucks. Well, my pee is brown. I'm hallucinating so hard. Since Friday morning, today's Sunday, I've slept. 45 minutes. You can rally, baby. I'm losing it. I've eaten like nothing. Trying to charge up Mount Whitney. Made it to the top of Mount Whitney. Oh my God. All right. So, with that, let's welcome to the show uh, someone we love having on here. He's officially a triple crowner of the Backpacking Podcast. And known to many as not only the Tiger King, but also legend. And he's also the FKT holder for the John Muir Trail. Here is Mr. Jeff Garmeyer. Hello. Thank you for having me. I mean, it feels like my second home on here. I know, man. I know. We got a lot of people excited to have you on here right now. Uh, we got one guy who uh, he just fly out. He says you're a riot. 
But then we got someone else who's wanting to like one up you a little bit. They say they've set an FK2 for the Taco Bell Crunchwrap Supreme Combo. Okay, so. I'm going to say I've already beat that. On the way back from the John Muir Trail, I usually eat pretty clean, but I was like, I want Taco Bell, and if there's going to be a cheat day, it's today. And I will say I got through that Crunchwrap probably 17 seconds, maybe 16. But Ooh. I, I think there's a challenge. We can we can do that when we start this uh the battle royale of uh, WrestleMania of backpackers. So oh, that yeah. can be the opening event as a crunch wrap race. I think that's awesome. I think it's a great idea. As a matter of fact, Inkblot's life said Mountain Dew and backpacker wrestling. He's like in already. Like, I mean, what more do you need? What more? What more? <laughs> yeah. If people are happy with that, I mean, we'll never satisfy them. So I have to ask you a question, man. You just, you did an FKT. Like you just finished what, a few weeks ago? Uh, I think. Or has that been a month now? 20 days ago, three weeks. Okay, yeah, three long. weeks. How are you feeling, man? Because most of the guys I know who do FKTs are, are just miserably exhausted after they do one of those. Well, I ran uh, 93 miles on the Wonderland Trail two days ago, so I feel pretty good. I, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I ran this morning, too, so I got these uh, – yeah, I don't know. I think my parents gave me some bulletproof legs or something, or I got some deep-seated issues that I keep running from. But either way, uh, it can't be stopped. <laughs> so did you do that in Crocs, or was that in regular shoes? No, I wore Crocs to and from the trail, but right at the trail I had to make concessions and put some shoes on. I uh, ran with a friend out there, so you know, I didn't want to blow them away too much, so I was saving my performance <laughs> wear in case I go back for an FKT on that thing. <laughs> You're you're a crazy man. We we've talked in the past about you and you doing these uh, like five or ten k's in Crocs, which I can't imagine. My actually just thinking about it, I think I just got plantar fasciitis from the lack of support. <laughs> but I'll tell you this, dude. You your FKT. So I'm, I follow you on Instagram, which I would suggest everybody follow the free outside on Instagram, Jeff Garmeyer. Uh And I saw your clip. Once you got done, and I was like, this guy is crazy. And the official time was, what, 72 hours, 47? Yeah. Yeah. So, first of all, how in the world did you do that? Oh, man. You know, you start by being crazy, and everything else gets a little easier. So, I don't know. I went into that with, like, the knowledge of three days, and then I broke it into pretty equal segments and coming from – you know, a world of most of the things I did a few years ago were really, really stupid long, like 7,000 or 8,000 miles. And now I just try to take that, that pacing and that uh, effort level and take it into more intense things that are like three days long. And so I just was like, I want to do pretty much three equal days and maybe get 20 to, I don't know, 15 to 20 minutes of sleep each night or something, and then just slowly go crazy. And try to hang on but this one was kind of great kind of interesting because i i wasn't even sure if i could go that fast so the whole time it was like i just want to get to like 20 miles left and have a chance and just see see what happens and so that's how i treated it because i'm not i didn't grow up a runner i'm when i run i put my crocs on i take my shoes off put my crocs on and go on a run so i come from a very different world than some of these (laughs) like cross-country runners and marathoners and when you get to like the three day and under mark, most of them have these records that run a lot more. And I just am really good at not sleeping, which 
it's a really bad trait except for like two or three times a year it's a really good trait to not be good at sleeping so it was really just i'm gonna grit it out by keep moving forward probably not as fast as anyone does those segments but continually just keep pushing and when the hallucinations get really bad i'm gonna try to trick myself and think that it's a really fun experience okay so on the hallucination front yeah what were some really good ones on this last night man uh it was more profound than anything because it started with like little figurines like guy in top hat sitting on a log or someone like fishing like these are statues they're not people like someone fishing on a lake but they weren't but then it turned to like my whole world became crazy like on the last night when i'd slept like i don't know 45 minutes or something over 50 something hours 60 hours that's when the whole world started shaking like i was having hallucinations that it was like a earthquake or something and one time I fell asleep while running and woke up laying on the ground. And it, it was it was like the next level of wow. my, my brain wanting a, or needing sleep so much. It was just trying to shut down and I'd do things like yell at it and slapping myself like a crazy person out there. Just like, you only got 30 miles left. You got to hold it together. What did the people that you ran into on trail, what did they think about you whenever y'all crossed paths? Oh, man. Uh I kept saying like my eyes looked crazy and it was like, well, that's a compliment if that's all you think looks crazy right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was a, I, I mean, you know, I try to go really discreet on these. So I wore just my cutoff tiger hoodie. So I, you know, only got recognized a few times out there, but everyone acted like they didn't want to hold me up. But I was just like, please keep talking. This is a great reason to rest right now. <laughs> Well, Jeff Peters was like, did you ever sleep? And was it cowboy camping the whole time? Um, By cowboy camping, I didn't take a sleeping bag, a shelter, or blanket or anything. So I just laid down and napped for five minutes at a time, I guess. So I don't know if that's cowboy camping or maybe like cowboy nodding off in the heat of the day kind of thing. But yeah, there was the sleeping was not how they would tell you to sleep. Yeah, and so when you got up into the Sierras, up around uh, Whitney and all that, was it starting to get pretty cold? It was cold, but my body was so broken, it didn't know if it was cold or not. Like, I climbed Whitney at 4 in the morning, and I was just in shorts and, like, my sweatshirt. And at the top, people are like, how are you in shorts? And I looked down and said, I don't know, I am in shorts, huh? It's like, (laughs) I don't really know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it was a it was a lot of things like that where it's like you don't really realize the things that aren't bothering you so you just keep on going i guess Dang. do you feel like your uh, lack of sleep is a huge advantage over the like marathon style runner uh technique to these uh, sub three day fkts i think it's right about that point that three day mark is where I can be more efficient than um, kind of the more traditional running style. And it's an equalizer. Like they might be able to run faster, but aren't, co- aren't quite as efficient and maybe have some faster segments, but more breaks or something. So right around that three day mark, I think was kind of an equalizer. Whereas if it's much shorter then uh, that efficiency can kind of be overwhelmed by just their ability to run it straight through. And then if it's any longer, you know, I'll blow them away. Come on. Let me we got a lot of people commenting right now on on okay, what you're ahead. saying. So uh, you're an old school mountain man, apparently. 
I'm very old school. Yep, at the age of 31. Yes, you are not human. So uh, you're probably. not human, which is unreal. Uh, you were cow man camping, not cowboy <laughs> camping. Oh, I like that. Uh, wow. You know, I you remember that one, right? That's the new hashtag for this episode. Yeah, I, I cow like man it. camping. Cow man camping. Uh, that is freaking insane. <laughs> and then uh, this, somebody else called it Sasquatch sleeping. Wow. That's another so, so you've done you've done the triple crown. Everybody knows you you did it in a calendar year, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so somebody has a question for you: Have you done the you've done the triple crown, but have you done the grand slam of hiking and added the North Country Trail into that? I have not. No, I I all of a sudden got a little older, had to pay more bills, and couldn't take off for like four thousand mile hikes. But maybe I can fit that in somewhere. I'd have yeah, to do it, it fast. It's literally forty eight hundred miles. Yeah. So the key is. I wouldn't be going for like an FKT, but I would have to just to be able to like fit it into my life. I think if I was going to do that, that's an overwhelming trail. A lot of people, I think it's a few people have done it recently that I've followed and the thing is a beast. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's what more than twice the length of uh, the Appalachian trail. Yeah. That's insane. That's yeah. insane. Don't so people do usually, you- don't people usually get to Katahdin and want to turn around and go all the way back? Probably. I mean, I know if it was me, I would. <laughs> Maybe the whole time. That's I all I can think about. No, what do you? So, like, I gotta know what do you do? But like, when you're not doing these crazy FKTs and all the hiking and everything. Yeah, I uh, do some marketing with some brands. I help with some gear stuff, and then I run. What do I do? I sling my own book plenty. Uh, so I wrote a book. I'm an author. I write for a number of websites, uh, and then do some freelance writing too. Like, had an article on back a couple of them on Backpacker recently. Um, and then I do some marketing consulting in the outdoor world, um, a little bit of money for pro athlete sponsorship stuff, just to make my parents think I'm cool. And, uh, (laughs) I really just piece it all together. Like I had a pretty good job in corporate finance that I left in 2000, early 2018. And then was just like, I'm okay making the amount that's enough money as long as I got more free time that I'm filling with some of these things. So that's kind of what I'm focusing on uh, now, but yeah, it's very much in that marketing writing world for a lot of it. And then um, beyond that, the author stuff, I do some speaking stuff. that's just starting to come back, but it's certainly been a rocky road for doing in-person events and uh, big news. Got a, a movie coming out on my Colorado trail FKT as well. Yeah. So. Tell us a little bit about that makes, we were talking about that before you got on, but uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's uh, so I set the unsupported record on the Colorado Trail. Um, I did this really stupid thing where I looked at a trail and it was like 500 miles long. There's an unsupported record. I would love to carry everything I need for 500 miles while trying to do 50 mile days. So, <laughs> I guess it's like, man, I just really must hate feeling good in life. So, I'm going to take on those kind of challenges. But uh, yeah, I had was actually working and talking about a bigger TV show with um, some people fell through. They weren't great to the crew. So took like uh, became friends with some of the crew and was like, how about I just go set this other record? We film it and make a movie out of it. And, and then, you know, we'll show those not such nice people who's boss and we'll send him a ticket to the premiere. They won't show up, but we'll show them we didn't need them anyways. And so that kind of became it. And I set the record. We've, uh, made a movie. My friend Dylan Harris directed it. Another buddy, Jason Fitzpatrick edited it. And now we're, um, 
looking to do a premiere probably in Denver in early November and some dates in Flagstaff and Tucson, Phoenix. And then we'll open it up and get to further places in January. But yeah, we actually have a movie now. It's kind of crazy. That's awesome. Wow. So that you're going to awesome. do for the movie, you're going to do like a little mini tour releasing it at different theaters and uh, doing in-person showings. Yeah, that's um, how it'll start. And then the goal is for it to uh, find a home on streaming after that. So whether it's, so my friend, Jason Fitzpatrick, who's the editor and one of the producers, he, if anyone's interested in the John Muir trail, now that it's topical, he made the film mile, mile and a half, which I believe is on Netflix or something. And, Such uh, a good movie. Yeah. And so I just was friends with him. It's like, these hiking films, I know, pay so much money. Do you want to do another one? <laughs> but no, it's been a really fun process. And I, I think it's it's incredible. The footage is amazing. And I just had a 4K little handheld camera. I was doing like vlog style stuff along the way. And the crew mostly got some B-roll and a little bit of shots of the landscape and put it together. And we got a feature movie on our hand, boys. That's awesome. <laughs> I was just about to ask how the filming worked Mm -hmm. because I can't imagine how, how the logistics would work unless that they could just run and keep up with you like a crazy man with their camera equipment and all that. Cause I was like, I I don't know how they'd shoot that movie, but (laughs) well, so yeah, it was crazy. It was like two stories, like they're filming, showcasing a lot of the trail, a little crossover with me, but since it was unsupported, even starting the day before, I even began the thing. I was like, I don't even want to hear you guys talking about where you're filming anymore. I'm going to, I'm doing my thing with the trail. I have a tracker. You guys do your thing, but we're doing no communication from the start to the finish. And some of the, the movie is things like, uh, Austin is one of the, one of the cameramen who was like, he, he was so good. He was emotional. He's like, man, Jeff should be here by now, man. I don't know if he has a shot at this record anymore. And it's like, those type of things are making it where, cause I mean, I'm just in like the mode of I'm gonna I'm gonna send this thing however it goes, great. I'm gonna give it a give it the good old college try and maybe I get the record. But they're like so emotionally invested in me more than I am in myself that they really add to it with the emotion that's awesome that following along too. Well just don't forget us little people, you know, when you win your first Oscar for a uh, best outdoor movie. Yeah, best actor in, yeah. in a documentary, which would make no sense, but I'll take the win. <laughs> uh, yeah, if, any, if anyone wants to see the trailer it's uh on freeoutside.com slash film right now we should end the show showing the trailer i will i'll be looking that up while we're sitting here man yeah let's let's do that stick around at the end of the show the trailer is going to be on yeah should have made it private until we ended so they had to watch but still oh no <laughs> That's all good. i like it hey. Go ahead, John. I, I, I was going to say, there's a conversation going on over here in the uh, in the chat, and the funny thing is, this is what we talked about the last time we had you on, and that's the question of, have you ever thought about a Barkley marathon? Yeah, I attempted it. I was, I am not a finisher. Um, yeah, I'd like to go back and give it a good old another shot. Um, I finished one loop. Was a little disappointed, but um, so I trained really hard. It was kind of a one of the longer goals I've ever had. And I got in for 2020 trained so well, probably in the best shape of my life. And then a week before it was going to happen. So it happens in late March, COVID hit, everything was shut down and a week before it was going to happen. They canceled it. And I just didn't have the 
I'm not mentally tough enough to dive back into training so hard. I was in good shape when I showed back up, but that like insurmountable fire where you're chasing a life goal was sort of like wrecked. So I need that redemption tour. So hopefully I'll go back, but I did, did finish one loop. I have 13 pages laying around somewhere. So maybe we could auction those off too. Cause they got to make rent. Okay. Yeah, we- for people who don't know the whole idea of the race is you're just running this stupid race over and over and over and over again. And you have to find pages out of a mm-hmm. book. Yeah. With no GPS, no phone. It's like, uh, there's no trail. So yeah, it's, and that's the kind of thing I enjoy. So if that gives you any insight into how I am, that that's probably a good place to start. Absolutely. No point to it. No technology, no reason, no glory, no, nothing, but you just go out there and run a circle. That's <laughs> so awesome. You, you feel like that you had to train a lot harder for that Barkley than something like the FKT that you just completed on the JMT. I think it was more specific training because it's like you run to where a book's going to be and then you search around for it and maybe 30 minutes, maybe an hour of searching you find your pages, but you got to like study and get into like, navigation stuff, map and compass. Cause you have no electronics. You want to be good at charging up the Hills and also downhill running on technical stuff. I don't think really anything else I do isn't on a trail. So I was really, I was going being as intense as like trying to strengthen my ankles. So when I'm running down the trail, there's less like, it's less likely I'm going to roll them and stuff. And I've never, tried that hard for anything and to have it all like canceled and not even be able to use that fitness was like kind of a downfall. It took me a little while to get back into doing something, but yeah, that was the most specific training I've ever done for anything. I would say. Dang. So how, how tore up were your legs? Um, they were pretty scratched up. Um, I had some great women's tights that actually prevented a lot of it. I will say like life hack men, there are, if you find what size you wear in women's tights, they are comfy. I will say after running the Barkley and some of those, they prevented a lot of scratches and they were really nice. Nice. Uh, there you go, folks. There's your, there's your hack for the day. Yeah. I don't, I think we don't wear men don't wear tights as much because we're probably given like the factory seconds, but if you wear the women's style, they are so much softer, so much nicer <laughs> and just better. And more so you, fashionable. Absolutely. You're, you're going to start men wearing yoga pants everywhere. That's what's going to happen. Absolutely. Eyes up here, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so these, uh, these crazy shirts and stuff that you wear, I checked out your merch, which I know John <laughs> is going to give me some uh, flack for not having merch yet. Oh, you, I, don't have, you don't have merch yet, Jeremiah? I know. Surprise, surprise. Is that, what has it been, like a year and a half? Uh, maybe yes. like, Half yes. a year? No, yeah. half a year. Don't give us that. Well, Jer- I, okay, Jeff. Just I want you to understand something. Jeremiah yeah. hates his fans. Oh, he hates them. Not. They want they want merch so badly, and he won't give it to them. Jeremiah, I gotta I gotta give you some unsolicited advice here. You okay. either gotta go down the road of you hate your fans or you love your fans. It seems like you're living in the middle. Pick <laughs> a side. Like if you hate your fans, they'll love you for hating them. And if you love them, they'll love you for loving them. But you're indifferent, and that's the worst you can be. It, it's it's lukewarm, <laughs> man. It's wishy washy. <laughs> you gotta. Are you gonna be a hater or a lover? Either way is good, but you can't be a nothing. Yeah, don't There's be the gonex. Don't be the gonex of YouTube personalities, man. Absolutely, yeah. We have, you're a professional sponsored athlete here. You got to decide if you're gonna embrace the fans or ignore them. 
<laughs> well, I love them very much. And if they want merch, then I will give them merch. But I wanted to talk about your merch. I, okay, wait, wait. Let's hear you say that one more time as a promise to your fans. You're oh going to give them merch? This is entrapment. This is what's going on here. <laughs> no, we're just holding you to your word, Jeremiah. You promised when you hit 10,000 subs, you were going to do merch. And then he said, well, no, 20. You're like 35,000 subs or something like that right now. And no merch. All right. Say it out loud. Let's hear it right here. Come on. Let's do it. I will make merch for my fans. When? Wow. When? Oh. Um, how about I'll drop it on New Year's? Ooh. I'll drop it on New Year's. New Year's no, Day. No, no, no. Let's, let's do this secret trick. Buy New Year's. Might come out Not before. Fun. You got to stick around. Ooh. You got to tune in every week because it could be that week. Yeah, It'll that's true, Jeremiah. That's not New a bad Year's. idea. It's not a bad idea. I don't know if my accountant is going to like that dropping during quarter four. I'm not sure. Yeah, you have an <laughs> accountant. You don't have an accountant? I don't make that much money, dude. Quarter no, four. I don't, man, we yeah. have nerded out here. <laughs> well, anyway, my point was <laughs> your merch. So I don't see your uh, sleeveless tiger hoodie on your website. I'm not I, sure why. I need to put that on there. All right. All right. I'm going to add that on there by the end of quarter three. And <laughs> and I guess you're going to be waiting till quarter four to drop your merch. Of how any about, kind. Of any kind, about, Jeff. None. He has none. Zero. None. I, I will put out my merch before you put out your tiger sleeveless hoodie. Man. How about Ooh, that? the plot. I don't, even, I don't even know how I'm going to put mine out, but I, I've. I'm really bad at agreeing to these type of things. Boy, this can be, <laughs> that's an easy dub for me. Anyway, so you have merch on your uh, on your site, and I don't, and it's super awesome. Everybody should check, <laughs> everybody should check it out and check out your awesome shirts and stuff. And uh, as I was going through on the Instagram, like I was telling you earlier, my wife and I were watching some of your clips. She was totally grossed out of you throwing up. And I do want to revisit the, uh, the vomiting portion of the Instagram reel that we heard earlier and talk a little bit about that. But she was wondering what you're wearing and why. So I'm sure some other people might have the same question of, uh, why are you wearing this, this wild tiger hoodie or these big cat shirts? And also I'm curious just personally, how often, like in every day, let's say you're going out and you're just getting some food or you're going on a date or whatever, you got some business errands, whatever. How often do you also wear that kind of stuff out just in the public sector? Wow. Man, that was a lot of questions. Uh, no, there's only two questions. Public sector. And the mm -hmm. other one that came before was what like inspires that whole vibe that you're doing? Well, I mean, yeah, the vibe. So the shorts are from Walmart and I wear them because they're cheap and I'm poor. Um, I think the shoes were free and the socks were also free. And then so that makes up most of it. And then you got to have the eye of the tiger. Um, but how I got into the tiger thing was I was on the Continental Divide portion of the Great Western Loop, which is just a casual 7000 mile loop. I decided to leave my life to go do in 2018 listen to the last podcast we probably got into it but uh i was it was starting to get cold in montana and i was just like i'll just order something online so it's in the next town and then i'm really bad at deciding things 
and I just started falling down a deeper, deeper rabbit hole on some roadwalk around a fire. And it's like, oh my gosh, they got these like really realistic animal face shirts and hooded sweatshirts. And I was like, I think I need one of these. And then I just started browsing the prices and things. And the tiger one was really cool. And it was the cheapest. It was just like, sold one click buy that was stupid all right it's gonna be in the next town and then that was the layer that i bought instead of like some technical fleece or wool or whatever and so for the next you know four thousand miles that sweatshirt got a tour of uh southern montana the wind river range uh, yellowstone the wind river range colorado um the grand canyon we bonded over that time and uh, i wore that sweatshirt as my ancillary additive layer for the late fall season it snowed on me and I, I never got a new one because I just created such a bond it was not too practical and then it was like man people have really uh latched on to this whole tiger thing can't let it leave and so I finished and I found a you know a great supplier probably in the same factory as Gonex that um <laughs> makes a <laughs> made a, a thinner version of the the same looking sweatshirt and what I did was I uh, decided, you know, you got to have summer wear and winter wear. I already had my winter wear. So I cut the sleeves off and my first ever sewing project was hemming up the sleeves before doing the uh, long trail FKT. Actually, whoa, I'm just realizing this now. So I sewed it up and then I flew down to um, Los Angeles to hang out with a friend. And then we went and backpacked the John Muir Trail because I was scouting it for possibly doing an FKT in the future. And that scouting trip was the first time that a sweatshirt was out on a trail or got any use that one I sewed up the uh, cutoff sleeves for. And so I wore that same thing on the FKT this year. That was a, a three year span of just. Wow. First taking, and last hikes you've done. Yeah. The, taking better care of that sweatshirt than anything else I've ever had in my life, including relationships. So, man, <laughs> that thing should be proud. <laughs> i love the practicality he just like chooses it and he's like yeah this isn't very practical but you know it's practical enough and it's awesome yeah it's it's more like it's awesome am i cold yeah but it's awesome but it's <laughs> awesome like i mean yeah <clears throat> tell me that that's the wrong thing to do i don't know it just felt no. like uh, i don't know you just see something that catches your eye and then before you think about it, you buy it and then you have it. And then you're like, well, I, I can't spend more money on a layer. So this is what I have. So let's say that you're going to, uh, let's say you're going to the bank and yeah. uh, that's one of your errands. Do you wear the hoodie there? I don't, who goes to the bank anymore? Sometimes you got to go to the bank, man. I got an accountant. I have a banking account. <laughs> Sometimes You got a banker. You got a private banker too. No, I, I don't have that much money. I'm just a lowly teacher. Yeah, I would say, um, yeah, I wear a lot of weird stuff. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, there's like, I have like some t-shirts that if you look close, they're weird. But maybe from the outside, it's like, oh, no big deal. But one's like the 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 old sea hag will always get you, and it's like. That's a shirt I'll wear just randomly when it's clean. And like, I don't know it. I guess it's like a little more subtle, but I get rid of anything that's boring. I don't like having that much stuff and I don't like being boring. Once I left 
the world where I had to wear a suit pretty often. It was just like, I don't know, let's just have fun. Let's be me. Let's pierce my ears a bunch more times and just like figure out what to be in life, which is just someone who has fun, makes enough money and kind of enjoys the process. Maybe that's not forever, but for now it's, it's a lot more fun than making more money. So I enjoy it. Speaking of having fun, Ben McMillan's already sent a pre-order for Jeremiah's t-shirt. Oh, so, thank wow. you. Thank you, Ben. Appreciate that. Wow. Uh, I will be sure to collect that myself because I'll probably be the one that has to design the shirts for him. Um, oh, he's not and, wrong. I, and I'm not the only person that thinks that because J Flo says Jeremiah will do merch as soon as John gets it made for him. Uh, <laughs> wow. Also not wrong. Um, uh, there's other, there's more comments about Jeremiah's merch. Uh, Jeremiah merch is an oxymoron. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Hopefully, JS will have merchandise before I'm retired and can't afford it being on a fixed income. And he just turned 21, right? Uh, yeah, he's probably like 23, 24, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got plenty and of 100% sure Jeff's merchandise will be available first. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm the type of person who will not commit to something, but once I accidentally do, like I just did, it's like, it'll be out tomorrow. Like, I don't even <laughs> want to come out. I don't even want to like book a flight because I'm not sure when I want to wake up in the morning. But once I do, I'm 100% committed. Like, it took me three years to decide to do the John Muir Trail. And then I just was, like, got in the car and started driving out with the permit. It was like, I guess now I'm going to go for the record. <laughs> like, once I commit, you're done, Jeremiah. Well, you know, as soon as we get off here, actually, while we're, t- while we're speaking, I'm already designing it. As- how, about, <laughs> how about when when Jeremiah loses this, he has to read the – the uh, foreword of my book on his YouTube channel is one of the videos. In oh, go next year. In go- all, all in go next year. <laughs> including like including the doggy carrier and your no, dog has to be mask. I would do it in his uh, in his merch. Ooh. I would Ooh. I would make a I would make a YouTube short reading the foreword. You have a great book, man. I've read it. Oh, it's, it's a fantastic book. book. Yeah, I would uh, I would commit to that. In well, your uh, tiger hoodie. Go according ahead, to Jeff's comments earlier, um, Jeff is aiming below Gonex. I think he so, meant to say below the Gonex. <laughs> that's probably about right. <laughs> so, Jeff, you wore Exotoes socks? I think What's they're called Exoskins, Exotoes. Yeah, they're like in gingy socks, like a little bit thinner. Um, they seem to work really well. I. Um, I'm one of those people who does everything they tell you not to do on things. So it was like, I hadn't worn them that much before. And I was like, I'll just commit to these for 220 miles. Nothing can go wrong. Right. And, uh, it, it worked out good there. I didn't get any blisters. My feet felt fine. I don't even, I think I changed socks two or three times cause I had two pairs, but I basically didn't take off my shoes for three days and oh, my man. feet still looked semi not human but at least like like a really gross looking foot at least by the end so i would say at least probably five stars out of i don't know a number of stars there you go that's a good well, review and I, <laughs> jeremiah i'm gonna rub this into you ben mcmillan says he already has a john kelly hoodie that he sleeps in every night well you spelled not wrong so take that <laughs> yeah oh. suck it <laughs> oh man it's now, getting personal now up in here, I'll tell you. Now, so, I will say so, shout out. Uh, sorry, John. Shout out to Ben. He did send me a little care package that uh, I'm excited to share with everyone out on my uh, personal YouTube channel. Shameless plug there. But thank you, Ben. I appreciate that, man. Everything came in. 
And uh, my wife was asking how you use the different stuff. I can't wait to take her out to the woods and show her all these new pieces of gear. She stole one of the poop kits that you, you sent me, by the way. She said, I want the one with the toilet paper roll on it. So thanks, Ben. Go ahead, John. Wow. Oh, no, I, I was just enjoying your conversation with, with Ben just now. So, Man, how do we get care care packages? I mean, uh, like the, all the care centered around one person here. They want no. your merch. They want your reviews. They, they want you. Man. And yet he doesn't care a rip about them. Yeah, you know? it's like, like I'm not giving you anything. You want merch? You want to give me more money? I'm not even going to put the effort in for that. <laughs> if you send me stuff for free, I'll take it. But that's it. That's where I draw that's the it. line. That's it. It's over. Yeah. Forget about it. Man, wow! I mean, you guys want to hop on over to to my team? I'll I'll send you a sticker, maybe. I don't know. That's more hey, than he's gonna. Don't be stealing my customers. <laughs> they can they can buy things from both of us. Well, you don't have customers, Jeremiah. I, you can't you don't have any merch. You, you don't have anything to sell. You can't even have a customer. <laughs> you're, you're, you're like getting mad about something that doesn't exist. <laughs> this is a people who get mad at movies because they don't like the way the plot went because these fake characters didn't do what they wanted. The charity of Jeremiah Stringer Hawks. That is all. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys for continuing to send me stuff. I love it. When you're the king of Kentucky backpacking, you got it like that. That's all it's that's all you gotta know right there. Oh so, so Jeff, um, how did that sponsorship with Mountain Dew go? Oh, it it went good, but you know, just like any Mountain Dew you have, man, it crashed hard. Yeah, say, just to describe that that Mountain Dew feeling. Oh, Nothing man. came of it. They they didn't ever send me anything. I gave them way too much publicity, and then you know we crashed and burned. But anything that looks like battery acid, you know, is not going to a good place. That's true. That's true. Because what goes in has to come out at some point. Yeah, I need. To, you don't know how it comes out, but it's not going to be good. However, not, no, no way. No way. Let yeah. me ask him a question. Let me ask you a question. I got a good segue with the Mountain Dew. Are you ready for this, Jeff? Uh, yeah, no, we're we're all ready. Speaking of Mountain Dew, we heard earlier in your clip that uh, your urine while you're on the trail was the color of Code Red Mountain Dew. I mean, it was getting bad. What was the deal, man? Why are you so severely dehydrated? Did you try liquid IV? Did you filter any water? What did that What did that kind of look like during your so, FKD? Yeah, my uh. My hydration strategy was I, I brought two two liters of Mountain Dew and it, it just did not work. I, I'm going to say like that's when we parted ways for them being my premier sponsors. Like, man, I love the money, but this just is not working for my life. Yeah. So I gave him a call at mile 42 and was like, I'm going to go back to water. That's when everything fell back into place. It was a, it was a lot better. So. You know, however much Mountain Dew pays you guys, I would just say be careful how you use it. But uh, beyond that, you know, I, I drank enough water, maybe, probably not, I'm probably always dehydrated. But uh, I thought I was drinking enough water and it was just, it was coming out like a color you don't want your pee to be. You actually don't want anything to be that color, but mostly pee and, and everything else too. Uh, and it was painful and I am colorblind and how that plays in is I didn't know if it was brown or red. And if it's red, that's like really, really bad. And if it's brown, that's just like bad. So I was like, hopefully this is in the bad realm. So, so you're saying your choices were bad or really, really bad. Yeah, exactly. And I was, gotcha. I was really, really hoping for just bad. And uh, in the end it, it was just bad, I think. But uh, 
Yeah, I wasn't too sure. I uh, tried to take lay down and take like, uh, I don't know, let my heart rate get back to wherever it was, wherever that resting heart rate thing they talk about is. And uh, then I was like, well, I haven't died yet. I should probably keep going because it's only been 42 miles and I got a long way to go. And then I was like, <laughs> it, it was one of those really scary moments, but I was immediately like, well, I'll just see if it gets worse. If it doesn't get worse, like I could probably deal with this. And then um, the the pee thing was a situation throughout. It was not good colors. It was painful. Um, I mean, I don't I don't think there was anything to worry about or report. But a funny thing is, so get through the whole thing. You know, having issues with with all the things down there the whole way, which is I guess part of it. I've never had that part of it before. But apparently, it's it's what you deal with when you expect too much of Mountain Dew, but, um, get to Whitney, Mount Whitney. And I'm running down cause the FKT doesn't end until you hit the Whitney portal trailhead, which is stupid, but you know, take it up with someone else. Since I don't think Jeremiah is going to put the effort into changing that either. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I'm like two miles from the end and I have like 30 minutes to break the FKT, but I don't know. I'm two miles from the end. So I am sprinting. I'm like, I don't know when this ends. These switchbacks are just endless and it could go forever. And I'm just so nervous. I'm going to lose, miss the whole thing by a minute or two. And I have to pee and it keeps getting worse. I have to pee so bad. And then it's like, I'm just going to try to pee while running. And man, I'm, I'm running so fast that this was a terrible idea. I ended up wearing a lot of that. And, uh, you know, (laughs) is that how you knew it was just bad and not really, really bad? No, that's how I knew I was really fast, not just really, really wait. Oh, okay. Fast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like running through a sprinkler. It was terrible coming into that that ending. Like hit that last switchback, come through, hit the sign, and like finish, stop my watch. And then I looked down and it was like, Oh dear, that's that's <laughs> this is a family friendly trailhead. And so um the photos on my Instagram, I think it's pinned so you can see it at the top. I'm wearing black sweats. I didn't wear black sweats for the entire thing. I had them in my pack in case it got too cold. But what I did need the black sweats for is because I was covered in pee that I had to put them on for <laughs> the picture that everyone would like when I got to the finish. Did you get any pictures with the pee pants? Uh, no, I didn't. I was really embarrassed of the pee pants. Actually, there were like a bunch of these like really nice ladies that were starting their uh, backpacking trip, and I went and touched the sign, and I ran back to like I jogged. I had something left in the tank to jog a hundred feet back to a log to sit down on, where it was like, don't look too much. At least at this angle, you can't tell that I peed all over myself. I, all I can think of is Billy Madison right now. All it's I can cool think of peeing your pants. pants is cool. Consider yeah. me Miles Davis. Yeah. Yeah, listen to me. It's cool to pee your pants. If you pee your pants, you get an FKT. It's like a That's participation right. award. That's awesome. <laughs> and um, so You're I awesome. would say even even on something like that, always bring one extra layer, whether it's extra shorts or pants, because you never know when you're going to pee yourself. Yeah. Yeah, well, or poop yourself. Jeff, well, I, Jeff I didn't Peter said that. you were That's... just reducing your, your base weight for the last sprint. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess so. I no, actually, was I? I think I left my base weight. I guess it turned into worn weight, right? Yeah. Consume, yeah. consume the water and then turn it into worn weight. Transitioned <laughs> into worn weight. You definitely wore it. That's for sure. Yeah, it was all over me. <laughs> I looked at your gear list, and I don't think I saw toilet paper on there. Did you bring toilet uh, paper? I did. Yeah. So that should have been on there, but you know, I oh, didn't even I- get my shoes. I didn't even get my shoes in the photo. 
I guess if I'm going to make one PSA that, that everyone should do is I even packed up my toilet paper during the FKT. So I, I think we should all start transitioning to that because, you know, there's too much toilet paper flowers on the trails these days. Well, yeah. especially where you were, like, it's it's really bad out there, apparently. Yeah, and it, it doesn't decompose as well, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, I had some toilet paper. I, I didn't I didn't just let the wind do its job. I don't know how I would have done it without toilet paper. <laughs> well, know. we thought maybe you'd take, like, a bidet or something like that, one of those backcountry bidets or something. I started with six socks, and I ended with two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I don't know. I feel like um, if I was if I was having to, I don't know how like fast and far and kind of how that pace looks. I know how fast I can run a 5K and it's not very fast. So I can <laughs> imagine just like doing that FKT attempt. But I feel <laughs> like that putting forth that much effort, my stomach. Of course, I I think that I saw that you were eating like Sour Patch Kids or uh, gummy worms or something. So yeah, my I, body's a temple. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sugar temple. It's a sugar temple. I, I, I feel like uh, my stomach would be so confused. It would be like, okay, digestive system. Well, it would probably with me just think I'm literally dying and like two steps away from kidney failure too. But I feel like I just wouldn't even have to poop. I feel like I would just be like, yep, it's not happening. Go ahead with the, the comments, John. I see you. Oh, oh yeah, well, we had a work, couple queued if, up here for you. But it if says, you work hard enough, you can just burn that poop right out of you before it even gets to the exit hole. Well, yeah, apparently, poop your pants, you're a through hiker. Pee your pants, you're an FKTer. Whoa, there's your so, first shirt. There, there's that's your first shirt. Wow, that's a Jeremiah's joint shirt. Jeremiah's not FKT in anything. Let's do a joint shirt here. All right. <laughs> have you pooped your pants, Jeremiah? I have pooped my pants, but not while backpacking. Well, okay, we're gonna round up, and then I peed my pants as we heard. Okay, there's well, our joint. I, was say, I say I got, I did, I, I did mine in, in Kilimanjaro, but that's a story for another day. So, um, He's a I have a buddy who runs ultra marathons, and he said that people pee themselves really often during those. Wow, uh, are you one of those people? No, I'm not. I'm not a free peer. I just kind of try to <laughs> try to pee not on myself usually, but. When it comes down to that final sprint, you know, sometimes it's it's worth it. But in in life, I don't free pee. I usually find a toilet. <laughs> in that case, I became a through hiker at the TJ Maxx on last Thursday. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say there. You can't be outside your comfort zone anymore if you've done that. I think your comfort zone in, includes just about everything. If you everything your pants in a TJ Maxx. <laughs> well. Speaking of the eating and uh, the, you know, the pooping situation, all that, and you eating the the junk food body as a temple. So, how much food did you take with you, and how much did you actually end up eating versus you know caring for no reason or almost no reason? Well, pretty much no one has ever called me an overachiever, so I wanted to prove them wrong. So I packed fifteen thousand. I even measured it out this time, which is so stupid. But like fifteen thousand. Uh, 210 calories is what I started with. And I probably finished with about 8,419.5 calories. So I did not eat even half my food, but you know, I just wanted that, uh, you know, the workout of carrying extra food on my back, I guess, but I just wasn't hungry by day two or three. So that's less than 2000 calories a day while doing an FKT. Yeah, no, it was bad. I lost a lot of weight. I mean, I ran, 
two week, three weeks before that, I ran a hundred miler and my stomach went south. And I was just like, food continues to make me throw up. I'm not going to eat it anymore. And all I did was drink cold brew coffee for like 60 miles. So my body is really broken. And on that uh, John Muir trail, I had the amount of caffeine that would probably kill an elephant and still made it to the end. And yeah, it just does not want food when it works hard. And like I had so I'm (laughs) on the Wonderland trail two days ago. I was still eating food that I should have eaten on the John Muir trail. (laughs) Like, yeah, I'm just not a good eater, I guess. What kind of food did you pack for 15,000 calories? Man, um, a lot of like plantain chips, uh, coconut, butter, chocolate balls, Sour Patch Kids, Mountain Dew, you know, like Mountain Dew. T- two, four liters of Mountain Dew. Like that's a lot of calories. That's a lot of weight too. Your yeah. base weight was not so hot at that point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had them up here. They're like in my, in my, you know, pack, they're just two big old two liters right there. And I just ran with them and just. Man, you said giant straws bad. going right to your mouth so you could drink them at all times. Well, it actually w- went up into a helmet, into my hat, and then came down. So <laughs> nice. it was like a crazy nice. straw. Yeah. Do it right. Do it right. Absolutely. Liquid calories. Everyone's like, man, these electrolyte liquid calories. And I was like, oh, that's why I work with Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I had, um, for real, oh. I had like plantain chips are big, like trail mix, nut based stuff. I actually do after, you know, I set the long trail record, basically eating only frozen El Monterey burritos, which are like $3 for eight of them, which is why I chose that direction. You know, choose, uh, I, I choose budget over functionality. So that's why I chose burritos on that. But I have evolved. I'm a little bit older now with a little bit more budget. So I was eating things like nuts and plantain chips and things that, had like I tried to go with over 140 calories per ounce for most things, and so that's what I would eat. And obviously, it didn't matter. I, I should just like pack no food on one of these and just see how it works. Because at some point, my body just doesn't care about eating, and I'm so insane that I can just convince it to keep going. Dang, it's crazy. Dang. I figured it was a very calorically dense thing, things with a lot of oils and fats and that kind of stuff, but. Yeah, nuts are like the hidden gem of like the high calories per ounce type stuff. Um, yeah, and so I, I actually measured it out. I had, uh, I love, so I, I'm a big coffee fan in the morning. So I had, I like to trick my system in a few ways. So I had chocolate or dark chocolate covered espresso beans. So I just have a few of those in the morning. It's like, oh, I had my cup of coffee. Like I'm back to normal human today. But all kinds of little things like that, like an FKT or a big endurance event is finding all the ways you can get your body to kind of jump back into normal mode and kind of pretend you're starting. So I brush my teeth a lot because it makes you feel fresh right after you do it. Like, okay, a handful of uh, brush my teeth and a handful of um, espresso or dark chocolate covered espresso beans. And it's just like, man, all right, just woke up in the morning. Let's keep going. And it's like, did I sleep last night? Hmm, nope. Okay. But let's just pretend I did. Uh, and then there's little tricks like, uh, I don't know, like when to have caffeine and stuff or when to take a five minute nap. Uh, but you get so, I don't know, spacey, I guess is how I would describe it. Like after Mather pass, maybe, I don't know, a day, less than a day from the finish, I guess 
I really needed a nap and it was like, I think I can manage this with a five minute nap. So I took a five minute nap, set my phone timer, woke up and was like, I am good. Started sprinting down the hill. And it was like, why are my hands empty? I was like, shoot, I forgot my poles. I turned around and started sprinting right back up the hill, <laughs> grabbed my poles from the tree I'd set them on and then started sprinting right back the same quarter mile I'd just run. But it was like, I don't know. I much like the tiger sweatshirt. I'm so into making these things fun for me, having little games, having little things. It's like, I'm using my own money, my own time, my time I could be making my own money with to do these stupid things that it's like, I better be finding ways to have fun where it's just like, Ooh, I wonder if I could run under a 10 minute mile or something going down this hill at mile 200. And so like, yeah, mile 217 of the 220 miles, I ran like a 620 mile and it was like, man, you are stupid. You should have tried harder earlier, but it's so much fun to just have these little goals because you start, I, I would describe it as you basically pack up your stuff and move into your own mind because you're going to be living there for days. And it's, if you're in the right mindset, it's really fun. And if you're not, it's not fun at all. Well, the psychological game, everybody I've talked to who's done FKTs, they, they all say the same thing. It's a psychological game, almost more than physical. It's just convincing yourself to keep going. Did you ever have a point where you're like, okay, I'm done? Yeah, well, like a wise man once said that uh, 90% of FKTs are, are physical and the other half is mental. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it really, you know, it, it, it really is, does come down to, I don't know, the ones that, I guess two or three, I think two that really wanted to do well at, I quit and it was only because of it wasn't my physical ability going in. It wasn't anything that really happened. I, to justify it to myself for a couple of days, I used like some gear failure as like a reason they didn't go right. But it really did come down to, I went into it, not really that committed. There were too many other things going on in life. And it was like the cool thing about FKTs or even, I don't know, whatever you're doing, like running a race or, uh, through hike or something. The cool thing about it is you're solidifying your life down into this one thing you're doing, this one block of time that's committed to one goal. And you never get to do that in life, which is so cool. That's what makes these things cool. But if you have all these other things floating around, you're not really committed to that one goal. And that's, I think, where you fail more than anything. Like If you show up and you're worrying about everything else, instead of the one thing you're supposed to be 100% focused on, like you're kind of you're done for He's a wise man. I wonder yeah. what you, so you're 31 and you came from kind of corporate lifestyle to transition to how you live now and doing all these wild things. What do you feel is like the key that unlocked you and turned you into this like beast of a legend? Hmm. Wow. That is, you know, I want to say David Goggins, but that would be such a lie because I think he's... He's a beast. He's pretty awful. No, I think he makes a lot of people get injured. Um, I think it just became this this thing where I had all these moments. Like, I, I didn't... I played all the sports in high school, did all that, but I didn't, like, have fun. I didn't really have that many friends or anything. Like, I did some things I wanted, but I didn't feel like I got to be who... Jeff Garmeyer, who I am. And then there were like little fleeting moments of that. I got it on my first through hike when I was 20 on the Pacific Crest Trail where I took a break from college and 
just was like, I just want to go do something different to see some things and stuff. So there was like a period of that. And then I got it again on shorter through hike of the Pacific Northwest trail. And then while working full time, I went and climbed all 58 of the 14,000 foot peaks in Colorado. And so every weekend I would get to leave this corporate lifestyle that I knew was not fulfilling and go have like no service in the mountains. And it, like you can only deny that you love something for so long. And then it's just like, I did, I, uh, it was kind of like a quit or hiatus, kind of the same kind of thing. Uh, like I probably, I had a job when I came back in 2016 to do the calendar year triple crown, which is what my book's about by anywhere books are sold free outside. You know, that's the title. Uh, but, um, I did that. And then I, near the end of it, I promised myself I wouldn't go back to that career. And I just, couldn't make it work like there's you know i life is very practical at the same time that it is passion driven and yeah i just couldn't make it work even though i had that promise to myself and that's okay i failed at that but i worked for another couple years and you know built up a few more things started really focusing on those relationships and things and then um quit and did the great western loop and that's when it was like i think i can throw everything at this and try to make a career in the outdoors. I don't even remember the original question, but I'm going to keep going. Um, <laughs> you just go, man. You're on a roll. Yeah, I'm not, I'm rolling. Don't stop me now. Uh, uh, no, and it, and then it was just like, I don't know. I am one of the lucky people who figured out what fulfills me, what gives me like these goals, this mindset, this passion simplifies life outside of like simplifies life down from this like text heavy, social media heavy, like, a million distraction things like the fulfilling moments are in the midst of these, even running the Wonderland trail with my friend, Rachel, a couple of days ago was like, I didn't turn my phone on because it was like, we're just in the moment doing this awesome thing. I just realized that's what I love more than anything. And yeah, some of the stuff you got to do to make the money to do that sucks. Or there's a bunch of different ways you can make that money to do it, but it just became this, that is going to be at this point in my, my life the one thing that i want to make everything else in my life around so how can i do that as much as i can for now maybe something's different in the future but that's that's kind of what led to i mean how i'm piecing together probably 12 different income streams and sacrificing money for flexibility and just saying yes to these awesome adventures just to actually experience life because yeah i don't know if it'll be forever for this lifestyle or if it'll be forever on like how long any of us live, but it was like, man, I got to stop waiting around. I am so lucky that I figured out what I love. So let's just keep trying to do that. And FKTs are a cool way to get that intensity in three days instead of 300. <laughs> That's incredible, man. I think, I think one of the cool things about your story is just the fact that you admit that there were sacrifices you had to make in order to make this possible. Like, it's not like you're not going on here going, it's so easy, guys. Just go do it. It's great. You're like, no, it, you, you could choose a lot of money or you can choose happy. You know, you can choose yeah. <laughs> uh, you can choose a sedentary sit around lifestyle or you can go out there and get it done. You know, it's like it, it, what you're talking about is is really what probably all of us need to hear. Just just if you want it and it's something that you love, you got to go chase after it. It's not going to come get you. And it, yeah, and it is hard. Like, I mean. You don't, you don't get two number one goals. You don't get two number one passions. Like, I think it's so cool. Like my parents have been 
married for like nearly 40 years. Their passion and enjoyment is like each other. Yeah, mine isn't that. So I'm sacrificing something like that. Like there's so many things, but I do, yeah, the whole like, never quit thing. It's like, I'm a proponent of if you hate it, just quit. Like you don't get that much time. Just quit. If you hate it, go do something else. If you try backpacking and you want to like it, you can be a part of the community and not go backpacking. Go day hiking. I don't care. Like, if you don't like running, don't force yourself to like it. Like, my passion should not be yours and yours should not be mine. And I think that's kind of the number one thing. But once you find it, don't keep ignoring it. Find a way to make it a bigger part of your life because it's pretty hard to find passions these days. It is. And probably the most overused phrase in backpacking is hike your own hike. But yeah. in all honesty, I mean, that's kind of what we're saying. It's kind of like you don't have to do what other people are doing. Like, absolutely. Yeah. I, like I could promise you, Jeff, I'm not ever going to be you. Well, not I with could, that attitude. I could promise you. <laughs> I could promise you. And, and, and I, I like the fact that I get to admire that you've done it. Now I, I could pee on myself at some point while running, but uh, other than that, I'm probably not going to be like you. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to make a bold statement. I think everyone can pee on themselves if they want to. I think they can. I think we ought to just, we ought to just tell everyone. That's homework for next episode. It's Everybody cool go out there and see pants. if you can do it this week. See if you can do it this week. And if you can, come back and tell us in the comments. Yeah, Jeremiah's DMs are open. Just tell him you want some merch, and here's a picture of you peeing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and Ben McMillan actually said, you might enjoy peeing on yourself. You never know until you try. <laughs> wow, I need to get that put on a shirt and start selling those. <laughs> Lost thing with Jim says, I've tried. Not a fan. Well, that's one person. <laughs> Don't let one person influence you guys. That's right. If you feel like you can do it, Ben, go get it. Go get it, man. Make it happen. Don't well, hey, let all the no's tell you that you can't. Yeah. Uh, well, let's real quick, before we show uh, your, your trailer for your movie, um, why don't you tell people where they can find you? Here's your chance to talk about your book. Yeah, do you um, want me to give them like my address or? Yeah, well, your social security number, address, a couple credit cards, okay. personal phone number. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, a good place to start is freeoutside.com. Um, I post, I'm trying to post more. At the free outside is my Instagram. Um, DMs are, are always open. Uh, I usually don't ignore people, but sometimes if I'm busy, just hit me up a couple times. I don't mind persistence. Actually, it's it's good. So I didn't mean to ignore you if I don't see something. Uh, my book is is uh, free outside, um, and if you DM me on Instagram, I can s personally sign and sell you a personally signed copy, and I'll get more money. So that's good for me and you. Um, or you could buy it on Amazon if you're a sellout, but. <laughs> i have some entertaining videos on youtube they are probably not jeremiah's quality but i will tell you they probably are the most satirical content on the internet i think i spent 10 minutes reviewing steaks different tent steak styles so um yeah if you're really into tent steaks and want to decide which is best for you according to your horoscope sign that's probably a good place to start um yeah where else could you find me uh I think I, I'm now Jeff Garmeyer on Twitter. I, I will go in uh, periods where there's a tweet or two or 17 in one day and then none for 17 days. But in my Twitter rampages, they are pretty funny, I will say myself, because that's why I'm tweeting them. Uh, you, could, you could find me on Strava and look up how stupid I am about running two days after running 100 miles. But, uh, yeah, beyond that, just uh, you could Google me, I guess. Just don't scroll too deep into that because I'm not super proud if you get too many pages and we all went to college. 
So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and definitely check out the book for sure. Free Outside is a great book. There's Absolutely. a there's a, I read the audio version. So if you're not readers, that's no excuse. I need your money and I need it now. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did the audio version and uh, you did you did fantastic. We talked about in one of the previous podcasts uh, how how much of a uh, mental game even that is. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you were my teacher growing up, I would have read it better, but you weren't. So I didn't. Well, you might have sounded like me and that might not have been the best the best for the uh, audio listeners. I don't know. Probably. I don't know. There's something about a Southern gentleman. <laughs> something about a Southern gentleman. I'll be here every week. <laughs> All right. And uh, yeah, you know, coming up soon when my merch drops, Jeremiah is going to be reading my book. Oh, there it is. Do the trash talk. We'll see. What <laughs> All right, John, roll the clip. All right. Here is, uh, here's the trailer. This is legend. Hey, I'm Jeff. <laughs> Jeff reached out to me and told me he wanted to go for the Colorado Trail speed record. Here we go. There hasn't been an unsupported FKT documented in great detail. I never shy away from a good adventure and I could tell this was about to be one. Once the gun goes off, we have to keep up. There's no stopping until he hits the finish line. Jeff can just dig into a different place, I think, than anyone else can, even as his body's literally eating itself. When it's just you relying on you, you learn a lot about you. I had to sprint a probably a 40% incline as Austin screamed at me like, we gotta get the shot. Even though I've had like no sleep, I sort of feel invincible right now. He should have been here by now, based on where we saw him last. Cracks in the armor are starting. He was only moving at one mile per hour and had a lot of ground to cover. I peaked the last three days. At this point, he's cutting it close to the record. With how much pressure he puts on himself, if he doesn't get this, then I don't know what I could possibly do to make it any better for him. Yeah, it doesn't completely feel like everything's real. I don't know how I'm gonna do this. Oh, dude, look at that light. No. Yeah. That is so good. It is beautiful out here. Lots of wildflowers, a rainbow, and my tiger shirt. Wow. That looks great, man. That looks great. Incredible. Yeah, spoiler alert, I did not die. <laughs> what? <laughs> spoiler, yeah. man. Yeah, shoot. I should have said that. Um, yeah, we're I'm finalizing some stuff, but yeah, we'll be uh, releasing some dates, and uh, uh, so probably two or three cities in November, and then we'll let everyone do their their family time for the holidays, and then jump back into some more cities in uh, January. But yeah, it should be should be fun, and just throw your email in there, and I'll send you a request for money to unlock even more money, like uh, most of the princes in. Uh, in Africa and stuff, because that's the style these days. That's how I got to make my money to go do more FKTs. <laughs> Smart guy. I'll be looking for the email. Yeah, if you if you give me your email, you'll be the first to know when Jeremiah releases his merch. Oh man! Oh, oh look at that! He's got an in. That's well, a win right there for me, Jeff. 
I really appreciate it. Um, I know you're going to keep doing crazy stuff, and I can't wait to uh, keep following your journey. Thank you again for gracing us with your presence. John, got, any, got anything else you want to talk to Jeff about? Uh, pee your pants. It's cool. Yeah, no, it, it never gets old, and it, you know, it's just keeps you, keeps you, you know, ready to go, raring for more. As if you pee your pants, the only way for it to dry out is by going faster. So that's right. I would say one word of advice: don't pee into the wind. But if you do, wear it proudly. There you go, there you go. Well, thank you so much for being on, man, with all the words of wisdom. And uh, if you'll hang out in the green room for just a few minutes, we're going to get everything going here, and we'll be back and talk with you in just a second. Absolutely. So good to meet all you fun people in the comments and uh, buy my book so I can afford to do more FKTs and come back on here again, and we'll just keep this a cycle because I'll sell you more stuff then. I love it. We're making you money as much as we can, man. Not a lot, but enough. (laughs) All right, (laughs) We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Oh, oh man that's great have you, have you been reading some of the comments that have been going on through this whole thing yeah they're hilarious dude oh my gosh there's not enough time to go through all of them but there's been a lot of really great comments but my favorite one was uh, my cat likes to watch this podcast and sits by the speaker to listen <laughs> so we are we're officially the uh cat whispers of podcasts we are so. the number one podcast for cats you heard it here first and we have uh you know, the Tiger King on here. Secretly. There it is right there. Now, here's what's great. So last week we had Kelly Hayes on here. She uh-huh. was great. This week we had Jeff on here and he was great. Next week we've got another great guest that's going to be on. He's oh, yeah. a friend of mine from up north in uh, Canada. And uh, he is uh, he's a guy who he and I have been in touch with each other for probably two or three years now. Um, he makes some of the coolest t-shirts you've ever seen. He hikes some really cool trails and he just got done releasing uh, a, a little short film about his trip on Mount Kilimanjaro. And so next week we're going to have Joe Wilderness on here. Uh, great guy who uh, some of you probably already know, but uh fantastic guy. Awesome stories that he's going to be telling us next week. And I can't wait to have him on here. I've been wanting to have him on for a long time and we're finally going to get him on here next week. Oh, man, I can't wait, and I can't wait to hear the uh, bromance that y'all have over Kilimanjaro because I know that uh, that will truly bond a couple people. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm so excited about it. And uh, I, I actually watched his video last week, and all I did was just reminisce the whole time, like just remembering the mountain and remembering all the different places he was at. It was just awesome. Absolutely awesome. So I'm excited to get him on here. Uh, Jeremiah, you laid down the gauntlet, man. Talking Who's going to have the merch first? Oh, I will. I actually just dropped it. It's on my website. Go go check it out. YouTube you website? Forward slash Jeremiah Stringer. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's not on there yet. But I'm telling you, it's coming. I am inspired by the man, the myth, the legend, capital L, Jeff Garmeyer. All I know is if you don't get it out, the first hiker wrestling match is going to be Garmeyer versus Stringer. Oh, people will pay good money to see that. Yeah, you're not going to win. That'll be pay-per-view. You're not going to win, man. He's going to destroy you. You'll have to catch me first. If you can't catch me, he's going to hurt me. Dude, he ran a Barkley. He'll catch you. Uh, He may be faster, but I'm quicker. We'll see about that. Anyways, with that said, uh, we are excited for next week. We've had a great show tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, for myself and Jeremiah, we will catch you guys on the next one. Adios, folks.